boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, this is a G.I. Joe Berg special report, brought to you by Paul and Steve. Unfortunately, Rob couldn't join us tonight. I'm not entirely sure why. Because he's probably at some little pub in Grahamstown getting pissed out of his bracket. Ah, that could be why. Yes. Well, that's a good enough reason. He's yes. drinking grape soda with some buddies. And getting his um, fuck on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I just want to just lead into this a little with a small little pitch or pump for Big Bad Toy Store. That's bbts.com. These guys uh, opened up the pre-orders for the Eagle Hawks and had them at a pretty decent price at $42. They were expected to arrive a month later than this one actually did. And they were expected to arrive in August. They arrived a month earlier. The pre-order came off a little sooner than expected. I wasn't prepared for it, to be honest, but I'm lucky I had enough money in my account. So yeah, just a big uh, ups on them for having the stock early. Also, big ups on Hasbro for having the stock out early because I believe that they've now come out. Um, also, just props for BBTS on shipping these two magnificent beauties. The GI Joe Berg team, we got two. I got one. Rob got one. Steve's still a little on the fence. So this is a, a bit about checking if Steve will like it. This is just our appraisal of the vehicle. So, and just to bring the listeners up to speed, Paul has not <laughs> opened his Eagle Hawk yet. He's mm. been salivating for about six hours since getting yep. home from work and has managed yep. to hold off on opening it for my and your benefit. You'll check. There's even the, the tape is still on on both sides. I know you can't really see it so well, but well, the tape is there. Go I on. will confirm the tape is in fact in place. Paul has held off on his Eagle Hawk unboxing. Okay. But hold off so no longer. Okay, let me just start with the one thing I've been staring at for the last six hours, the box. I opened up my, my shipping parcel, which is a big brown box, and I was a little surprised at the size of the box. I was uh, kind of a little underwhelmed, to be honest. Uh, the box is quite a bit smaller than I was expecting it to be. I have played with the original Tomahawk when I was younger. I know how big this helicopter is. I know that it has been reduced. They have created two separate sections for the vehicle to fit it into this box, apparently. The cool thing about it is it has a small footprint, which is great. For those of you guys who keep your boxes, it's got a small footprint, that's pretty cool. The other cool thing is that the box isn't cool enough to keep anyway, so you might as well want to throw it away. And more on that now. Okay. <laughs> so if you wanted to keep it, it's small enough to not get in the way, but you don't want to keep it. Yeah, pretty much. Well, where to go to waste our time. <laughs> that is the okay. flimsiest point I think you've ever made, Paul. It's possible. It is possible. Okay, a few <laughs> things. Um, one of my favorite things about G.I. Joe is the packaging. I really love the art direction that G.I. Joe's had um, with the vintage line. I wish that Hasbro or somebody would publish a book with all of the artworks used for both the figures and the card art and the box art for the entire 80s into the early 90s run. I would really love that. That would be the coolest thing ever, but unfortunately, they haven't done it. One of the things that I really love about this box so far is that the actual Eagle Hawk, it's an artwork, it's not a photograph. In pictures I've seen online, it always looked like a photograph of the Eagle Hawk, which kind of made me feel a bit eh, but looking at it closely now, it's an artwork, it's, it's possibly a 3D render that's just been painted over, but it's pretty cool nonetheless. Looking at yeah. it on my Skype video screen, it does look remarkably like a picture of the toy. Exactly. Another thing that gets me is really odd is this G.I. Joe logo with a ninja star, mm. a Chicago ninja star, which... I thought it was a bit odd. It grabbed my, uh, my attention immediately. And then, okay, obviously the movie is quite ninja-centric. But then my eye was drawn to this little byline, because I love these little lines on boxes. And I was looking for it, and it says, Adult assembly required. No tools needed. Includes one figure. Other figures not included. 
So the one other guy in the artwork is not included. Sorry, guys, you only get one toy with this one. Who's, one included, who's included in the artwork? I can't actually see who that is. I, I, it, it doesn't look like a Joe to me. It looks like like maybe his code name is Door Gunner, because I have no idea who he's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> the pilot looks a little like Ace with these helmets. It doesn't look like the same helmet that they used for lift tickets, so it's a bit odd. It's not the standard Hilo helmet. In fact, it is a jet-style helmet. Okay, my other favorite line on this box. Okay, it's a helicopter, some red background, kind of digital and exciting and interesting. It's got some design features. Product shown in fantasy situation is the subtitle on the box, which actually had me laughing quite a bit earlier. Because, of course, it's in a fucking fantasy situation. It's a helicopter flying with weird Japanese backgrounds that are breaking up into um, like some kind of digital artifacting, whatever. Apparently, that's not included in the box either, I'm sure. Getting to the back. Damn it, I always buy vehicles so I can get the nifty backdrops. Yeah, you know how it is. (laughs) I want my fantasy situation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and here we go. Okay. G.I. Joe is the world's greatest special ops fighting force with top secret ninja training from Arashikage Masters. Now these elite heroes use their ninja skills and tough commando abilities to defend the globe against evil forces of Cobra. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This is a ninja helicopter, apparently. On land, sea, or air, the G.I. Joe team is there with the greatest battle vehicles of all time. The Eagle Hawk helicopter is a heavily armed aircraft for battles, troop deployment, and rescue missions. Expertly piloted by lift ticket, this chopper enters the battle with guns blazing to pound evil Cobra forces. And then it just gives you some basic shit. Um, what it has, swiveling machine guns, whatever, whatever. Includes unassembled vehicle, figure, helmet, two radio headsets, and instructions. So, you know, spoiler alert for what's in the box. Now I get to open this baby up. And let's see what it's all about. Okay. I've also assembled a special team of Joes to crew this vehicle. Okay. i got to say, pretty damn fine. Wow. It is really jammed in there. There is not an inch of space left. Yeah. It's neatly packed in here. Okay. So let's get these bad boys out. Um, Got one package of things. Um, The tail end of the helo. The door, which I'll put that like the rotors and lift ticket, which looks pretty cool. He's pretty cool looking with a very cool little gun. Put that over there. Uh, the canopy, kind of cool to see that everything is individually wrapped, with the exception of the main hull of the helicopter itself. But we, inst- we got the paperwork, and we got the helo itself, and not a twist tie in sight. Not a twist tie in sight, yeah. And there's the the winch module. It's confirmed. It is a one-hole figure long. I'm sure I can get in here and modify that. There are screw holes, so I am in luck. Paul is referring to the length of the winch rope line. The fact that it is essentially the length of a figure. It smells nice. Mm, New plastic smell. New plastic smell. Cool. So, let's open some stuff. Okay, first thing, I want to grab the lift ticket out because I'm quite excited about him. I think that this has been a great redeco. It's a, so a good um, example of how Hasbro has very possibly listened to consumers and to fans' rant about this. His knees actually have the double bend that, would, that we've become quite accustomed to in our modern era Joes. Got a great sculpt. His paint applications are pretty sparse. Great head sculpt. Looks a bit chilled. 
Cool is, arms. Is there an Arashikage yeah. symbol on him? Thankfully, there is no Arashikage symbol on Lift Ticket himself. Amen. Amen. I've got to say, his helmet is pretty badass, though. Wow. I'm really, really impressed. His helmet has got some stellar details. It does have some, some cool, groovy optics on it. And then there's Lift Ticket just for some appraisal. Hmm. Yeah, look, I realize good-looking pilot figures are always welcome in the Joe line. In case you have a fleet of Ghost Hawks or now Eagle Hawks, you need them to be crewed by appropriate-looking personnel. So even if this isn't your de facto lift ticket, this is you know, a pretty passable pilot character. Exactly. Green shirt um, style. What's cool is I got a, a lift ticket, which is... Uh, which came with my Ghost Hawk, and I think of him as the as my de facto lift ticket. But I have to say, there's some cool stuff happening with this toy. It could seriously use a wash or a dry brush, which I may actually do. Bit of an odd one. The the landing gear, all the wheels and stuff that go on the side, they all come separately. It was kind of weird. It's to keep the Tomahawk fuselage slimmed down, because those wheel hubs jut out quite a way. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. So. That's well, when I say quite a way, it's about an inch, or two centimeters, if you're metric. If you are somebody that is very conscious about the environment, you'll be happy to know that Hasbro has used only three pieces of tape in this whole thing so far, and they are only for one bag, which I thought was quite interesting. Then we're getting little pieces like you know, the, the top air intake, and the guns, which on closer inspection are actually pretty cool, the chin gun. Badass. It is pretty badass, actually. The Gatling gun doesn't spin. I'm sure most of you that have been checking out reviews online know that already. Which isn't a departure from the old one, which didn't spin either. But uh, those turbines in the front are a bit of a departure in that uh, on the vintage, the nacelle with the covering for the turbines was removable. Oh, yeah? Not so on the remake. So far, in handling this, and this is quite important to a lot of us, these wheels feel pretty great. I've got the actual landing gear, and these wheels feel pretty good. They don't feel quite as cheap as the Sky Strikers do. In fact, they feel quite a bit more robust. I'm quite happy to report. And plastic axles. Yeah. Oh, this is a bit of a, a downer. Um, this is actually not something I was expecting, and not something I'd seen online. I'm going to show Steve first before I tell you guys. <laughs> Leave them in suspense. Yep, so leaving break, you guys in suspense. Break the news together. I see. That's pretty shit. Well, do you um, want to tell them, Paul? I'm going to tell them. The missiles that the Eagle Hawk comes with, comes with some standard little, like, uh, like little AMRAM, whatever, missiles, which are very cool. And then it comes with these bigger bombs, which I'm sure you guys have seen, and they're kind of, like, hollow. The one side is really well molded. The other side has got guts. That's a, quite a bad departure that's just a bad thing for G.I. Joe toys in general. I don't like that. I think mm. I've uh, considering seen missiles that aren't complete all the way around. I mean, yeah, that's kind fact, of done. You know, I've, I've seen missiles, or we all have if we have experiences with the line, missiles that are two or more parts. The original Tomahawk missiles was a complete plastic cylinder uh, with yeah, no additional right. parts that clipped onto it, but it was complete. The Eagle Hawks, as you say, the guts are exposed. That's not cool. Got some cool decals. I'm not too familiar with the original Tomahawk decals, but uh, it looks like everything's here. It's got the original G.I. Joe logo, which is, is actually pretty cool. It's got the original G.I. Joe logo in black as well. 
it's got a tomahawk logo. Ah, does it uh, actually it say tomahawk Doug. on it? Yeah, and it says Doug. Tomahawk, T-H-U-G, U-G. which is precisely what the original states. Good job on that. Yeah, the good one has. They well, didn't, thank you. They didn't cool. rename it Eagle Hawk. Which is really cool. That's actually really, really cool. Because I'm sure that on the box and whatever, they can't get away with it. But, you know, on the toy, they can. We got these elastic bands of Doom. I'm always a little scared of removing elastic bands on first blush. So I think... Use a knife. Yeah, I'm going to use a knife. I'm sure I've got plenty of these clear elastic bands lying around in my G.I. Joe cabinet. So that'll be all good. Okay, so let's get this thing assembled quickly. Yeah, as I was saying earlier, the Tomahawk feels right. It feels like the original. It's not quite... um, as gloss as the original, but it feels right. It's actually well, in, pretty in, cool. In so being, it's quite a bit more rugged, possibly, no? Yeah. These exhaust ports are removable. <laughs> if you guys care for that kind of thing, if you want to set up dioramas or, you know, shots where, you know, you've got some guys repairing them or whatever, that's pretty cool. Oh, wow, assembly does look like a one-time fit. Those of you that wish to possibly customize these, bear in mind, once you put the side wheels on, I think taking this apart is going to be tricky. So I'm going to put that out there. So very possibly a, a hairdryer in your future. Oh, this is weird. Okay, no, no, it's definitely in there. Not the same as the original Tomahawk. I feel I can pull it out quite far. That being the wheel hubs. The wheel hubs, yeah, on the side of the helo. Mm. Okay, so we got that in. Gen gun's got an interesting um, insertion. It's not like a post or anything. The vehicle's quite open like that at the bottom. And that's like got a little like suction cup style grip that goes in there. Ah, so it fits straight over the ring. Yeah. So, there we go. Up, down, movement. Left, right. I gotta say this um, front part here that's painted in, it's got a metallic sort of finish, uh, which is nice, but it's got a screw hole right in the side of it, which destroys the illusion Mm. a little. Of glass. The nose of the original Tomahawk had separate transparent plastic pieces. The Eagle Hawk, it's one piece of plastic and just painted to evoke glass. Something kind of interesting. I've got two of these sets of wheels. I don't think that this is a mistake. It looks like they've given me two sets of those wheels to pitch here, and there's only one set of wheels that actually goes here. So maybe they're worried about it breaking, or that they're worried that it's an easy part to break, and they've given you two as a backup plan. That's very generous of them, though I would uh, call factory error <laughs> more than an intentional spare part being Lich, put in yeah. the box. Uh, rotor seems to spin well. Um, I've got the same issue with mine that everybody seems to be having, the um, main rotor on the on the hull of the vehicle, because of how it's packed in the box. It's got a little bit of a tilt. It's nothing too noticeable. Apparently, it straightens out a little bit as you add the rotors and give it a bit of weight. I'm going to put in these door guns. The door guns are pretty cool. Uh, let's see if I can get them in there. They're actually quite well detailed. It's going to show Steve a little bit. Beautiful, oh, with two handles, two grips. Yeah, and they are removable from their post. Very nice. It's and they have the... full movement? Yes, they got full movement left and right. Nothing up and down, uh, which is odd. And inside the vehicle, the posts are kind of designed to sit in one position. Seats are definitely molded in now. There seems to be an extra seat in the back there. Which was presence on the original. Cool, I don't remember that. Maybe it's just because the version I had, the guy had lost a lot of the seats prior to me having gotten my hands on it. Mm, the seating arrangement is four seats back to back and one forward of that position with its back facing the cockpit. 
I'm seeing some interesting holes on this vehicle um, that look like they're designed for backpack pigs. I'm going to actually test this out now with uh, Steel Brigaders backpack pig. Sort of sits in there lightly on the back. There also seems to be holes that are the same size inside the vehicle. They also seem to fit the backpack. Very nice. Which stops them from uh, rattling around. I mean, you could yeah. throw any number of uh, bits of gear into the original Tomahawk, but nothing would stop them from just rattling around in there. It's nice to think that uh, on the Eagle Hawk, they've, they've given you... The ability to keep that stuff locked down. I've also been reading rumors that you suppose that Roadblock's gun is supposed to somehow magically can attach to some part of this vehicle. I've tested both the gun stands, um, both of the, the door guns, and that doesn't seem to be the case. Sorry, if uh, anybody's excited about that functionality. It's, it's erroneous. Side wings, which have got more of an ABS feel to their plastic. Seen something on them, I'm not sure if I like it or not. Uh, they have a slight texture to the rest of the vehicle. On the original Tomahawk, sorry, we mentioned this earlier, there's actually engine parts here, if I'm not mistaken. There's actually engine parts, and then you put that other piece on as a cover, hey? Yes, the turbine's in front, the engines yeah. are molded in a grey plastic, and the cover sits on top of that. Okay, this is a shortcut. I can understand why, for those of you guys that are going to really miss that engine detail, buy a Tomahawk. <laughs> so now that the top engine covers have that bit of a door... Thing going for them. This is the only major weakness, aside from the missiles being really ugly. This is a piece. It's like good and bad. It's kind of cool that it's got the functionality of being able to open. But I think if you have to open and close it too many times, you're going to inevitably break the pegs. It's that kind of plastic, okay? It's that kind of more acrylic style plastic. Oh, you mean the, the engine covers that flap, yeah, flap downwards? Yeah. So listeners, it's the top part underneath the first prop on the helo. Cool. The engine covers that fold downwards. Okay, now I'm going to forcibly ram the rear end of this thing into its rear end. Don't ever say we don't give you a good time, Smith. The rear prop is pretty cool. It didn't need any assembly, right? It's no. good to go straight out of the box. Yeah. Yep. The superfluous uh, rear rotor. It's there. It's cool. Feels solid. A um, little bit of a wiggle, guys, on that piece that you have to put into the back of the Tomahawk. Putting it out there. Also, the panel lining is not as recessed as the main body. Let's put that out there as well. Quite chuffed with the paint job. It's got a bit of a soft edge. It's great. Next thing is control surfaces and slide sticks. These are tricky to get in there. Well, this is actually a pain in the butt. <laughs> so it's a two-handed operation right here, boys and girls. There we go. One down. Yep. And so those of you uh, listening who are one-handed, yeah, this is going to be extra challenging. Extra tricky. Yeah. <clears throat> Extra challenging. And if you have no hands, um, well, sure. Maybe get a friend to help you. Cool. Okay, time for props. Props are pretty good. They seem to just slide in. They can fold. They can fold in, which is quite nice. Brilliant. Redeeming quality right there. Folding propellers. Yeah, that is actually pretty cool. You'll be able to fit more than one tomahawk in a row on your flag deck. That's actually pretty important, as far as I'm concerned. It's making sure all the prop shafts are the same direction. Let me just pull one out. Okay, they're, they're fairly easy to pull out. I'm sure that if you had to do this lots, you would wear out the little doodads that keep it going. But you're likely to wear out the vintage one a lot quicker. Quicker. Also, what's great is if you really are worried about your propellers like wearing out, I'm sure these bad boys are in every Toys R Us in America right now, as we speak. No shortage of these around if you feel you need extra propellers. In fact, I would almost go as far as to say that I would love to know how the if the prop mechan how similar the prop shaft is to the originals, 
in terms of its um, assembly because it would be a great replacement part for a lot of the waning Tomahawk pillars out there for the Joe collectors out there like ourselves who actually like to play with our toys. I don't think you're likely to have much success on that. I'll have to get an Eagle Hawk in hand to check it out. This um, front prop here is definitely bent. It's definitely got a bit of a bend. It's making it quite shaky. I might have to see if I can get in there and see what I can do about it. But yeah, for so, now... So to confirm, the front rotor hub is wobbly and that results in the blades knocking the fuse Hitting each other. Hitting yeah. each other. I see. Uh, knocking the fuselage, yeah, and sometimes hitting each other, depending on the curve. A little bit of an oversight on Hasbro's part. This is, if you guys had to put a, a box on top of this prop shaft, for example, on top of this uh, rotor hub, uh, you'd actually see that it's it's quite, it'll lean quite diagonally. It's not perfectly perpendicular to the the whole of the unit. I'm going to get in there and try and see what I can do there. Cool. Okay, so, so that's, it it tilts forward, in other words. Yeah, kind of wobbles. It's not. Perfect. It either tilts back or it tilts forward, depending on which part of the rotation or which part of the rotation cycle it's in. That is a bit of a downer from a packaging point. Bad Hasbro with your um, manufacturing process. Cool. And then the missiles. Let's just do this. Poorly. Oh, poorly. Steve um, is just uh, showing off how his tomahawk is perfect. Okay, those big torpedo missiles with the horrible gaps in them, they sit close to the hull of the unit on the sides, tucked in. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you never pull them off, it'll never bug you. You'll never see the guts. And then all of these little missiles are going on the wings. So far, they are fitting better than the Sky Strikers missile solver. <laughs> it doesn't take a great deal to improve upon the Sky Strikers ordinance, and it's look at me funny and I will fall off nature. There's a lot going on with this that is a lot better than my experience with the Sky Striker, I have to be honest. Um, there's a lot of cool, nitty-gritty little details that are coming through in this build and holding the toy in my hands. There's a lot of just great-feeling stuff. It's just really good stuff so far. So I'm really happy with this. Take a look at the yeah. riveting pattern on either side of the Tomahawk. Do you notice uh, anything behind different? Behind the side doors. Um, just the rivets patterns, particularly, and compare it to the other side in the same place. Oh, wow. I'm seeing that... This door set is three pieces of metal. The other ones, the panels, yeah, the panels aren't the same. They're not symmetrical. Isn't that great? Well, kudos to Hasbro. The original Tomahawk was so detailed, the left and right sides of the mold were not mirror images of one another. The rivet pattern and the panel lines were unique, depending on which side, port or starboard side of the aircraft you were on. And they seem to have retained that for the Eagle Hawk. So that's good job. That's very cool. Very very, very, very cool. So if you have some kind of OCD, that might bug you, maybe. I don't know. doesn't bug me. And I'm putting on the canopy glass, which is the final stage of assembly on this. And it is one sexy canopy glass. It is so clean and shiny. Mm. And clean and shiny. Well, that has my envy right now. While I have certainly seen worse for wear Tomahawks for sale and for bid on eBay... I would say that my canopy glass is not the clearest. It's um, some play. The canopy uh, opening and closing um, is not as sturdy as the original. I've got to get my hands really around the toy. It's not like a quite a, it's not a clean snap in there. Uh, maybe it's something that you get used to or whatever. But I remember the tomahawk having a pretty easy canopy. It wasn't too soft feeling. Okay, so let's load up some Joes. I'm not going to go over the decal process. That's something I will reserve for myself. Uh, inside the rear ramp of the helicopter, there's these two stems. They're jutting outwards. They are obviously to accommodate the holes on the side of the vehicle which hold the backpacks. 
So maybe somebody could find something quite fun to do there from a customizing point of view or a just a play feature point of view. Okay, rear hatch closes securely. That baby's not coming off easily, which is nice. That is very nice. It actually takes a little bit of work to get that out, which for some of you guys might be a great thing because now you don't have big flappy hatches on the back of your, he your helicopter. In fact, that really is quite a job. Um, I foresee a lot of people breaking that tab. Cool, so here we have our fully built Eagle Hawk, and it's looking quite fantastic, actually. It's got a good weight to it. It's pretty light. I want to get some Joes in here quickly. So My yeah, first let's... impression is the uh, canopy is quite a bit darker. Yes. Yeah, it's, you can't see who's inside it. It's pretty. Perhaps that was a consideration to kind of match up the bottom panels, which are now no longer transparent, to the main transparent piece. You can't very well mimic opaqueness with paint, but if you darkened the uh, transparent plastic, it can mimic the bluish silvery paint. Um, one thing is kind of odd. We've got these cool flight sticks, you know, but uh, you can't have your pilot hold them and sit in the vehicle properly. He leans forward as he's trying to grab that. The sticks have no... Um, they got yeah. no bend, yeah. Right. They just um, pivot left and right. Um, it's a bit of a bummer. Um, positive, though, is there's lots of detail in this cockpit, lots of cool recessed detail. If you guys want to bring it up with some dry brushing, I think it'll look pretty awesome. Lots of really cool-looking stuff here. Very little computer readouts. I'm hoping that... There also doesn't seem to be any decals that cover any detail inside here. So no, like, radar or anything, guys. You're going to have to make a plan. I know the original um, cockpit is different to this, so you won't be able to get stickers from Cobra stickers unless, but hey, there's an enterprising idea. Somebody wants to design some radar stickers or flight information stickers. That would be really great for this vehicle. I think a lot of people would appreciate them. I know I would. So that's something for the enterprising G.I. Joe fan out there. Okay. Does Tomahawk have a radar? I don't know, uh, but I mean, all all flying, they sh it should have a radar. It should at least have like some kind of communication with AWACS. Or with an AWACS or something. So I've got um, Wild Bull with his complimentary headgear on, and he's looking pretty sweet. <laughs> um, this is the Wild Bull from the Dragon Hawk helicopter. Very nice. Uh, it is a snug fit. It is quite a snug fit. It's pretty cool, actually. And I have to say, the detail on them is pretty amazing. Obviously, folks, you have to remove his head. So uh, let's see if he can actually fit in here nicely, because. You mean remove his hat? Yes. <laughs> what did I say? His helmet? His head. Oh, my bad. Sorry, guys. Focus. I know it's hard I, with an eagle. I'm just in so your excited. Hand. Yeah, I've got a, a big toy in my hand. And all in all, getting the modern scope guys here in the cockpit, even though they've made some allowances for it, is still tricky. But they seem to be pretty snug. I mean, I'm just gonna shake them up a bit. Yeah, they're in there. Close the canopy. They're in there as well. Yeah, they're gonna tilt forward when you pitch the the helo down. They sort of all like lean forward and kind of go like, hey, stay my health. Cool. So that's. <laughs> Um, something to report is the winch cable is the same as those crappy ninja backpacks of stupidity. So um, at least we know that the gauge of rope is correct. Um, so when you guys, if you guys do decide to do customizing, like myself, I'm going to actually replace it with one of those ropes because it's so much more in line with you know recycling. The winch is pretty cool. It's not so bad. It doesn't irritate me. It's actually pretty innocuous. Wicked man. Well, they're in there. No, they're in there. They're in there. They lean a bit forward when they're flying. They're like, whoa, there's my house. Whoa. You know. But I think and there's a screw hole on the side, uh, on the starboard side of the the cockpit. 
And I think that would be quite snugly covered up by a G.I. Joe sticker if it has the same sticker complement. I believe it does. I believe there is a sticker that sits there. On the... Yes. Yes, it is. The, the G.I. Joe sticker goes over that. Very nice. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's the um, three-color G.I. Joe logo, mm. which is very cool. There would be no way of concealing the screw hole on the faux glass. No, there wouldn't be, unfortunately. And I'm sure we can find a way to cover the one on the aft. Uh, if those sort of things bug you, I mean, really, it is a toy after all. I mean, yeah, you know, we've been putting up with screw holes in the backs of GI Joes for 25 years. It's not going to kill us, folks. Um, I've kind of brought in some mixed-up Joes. No way am I putting one of those retaliation pieces of shit in here first. Uh, I'm going to put in a 25th um, Tunnel Rat. My original idea was to try and get the Rawhide, you know, like Tunnel Rat, Jinx, Falcon, Law and Order, Chuckles, but I don't have a Chuckles or a Jinx, so it's kind of like, eh, it's a bit of a lame one. And you uh, can't do the original Tomahawk box art team because you don't have an iceberg. Oh. Yeah. No iceberg. Not even a vintage iceberg. Steven's got a vintage iceberg. Wow. But okay. I don't have a version 2 roadblock, I realize. Maybe that would have been reason enough to get one. Oh, dear. Okay, I've got Tunnel Rat, Rise of Cobra, 25th Anniversary, 2-pack Tunnel Rat. And we are trying to get him in here. And this is where I know one of Steven's big arguments comes from is it is tricky. Well, that Tunnel Rat being a 25th anniversary figure has got some limitations to his hip articulation. Yes. He's kind of like, hey, my legs are open. Yep, my and you can't, meet you. you can't bring them up to a full 90-degree bend at the hips. So he's going to end up hovering in here or having to hold onto a door gun or something to keep him in. He hasn't got the best arms either, and he hasn't got the best hands. So holding this door gun for long, I don't think it's going to work out so well. Although, no, 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 he's, I think that'll provide fairly decent hold, I hope. If you want a quick fix for your 25th anniversary tunnel right hands, might I suggest a spare pair of Sergeant Thunderblast hands? Because God knows that's an awful figure that you probably could do without. Yeah, we all need uh, more, more of those in our lives for, the, for his hands. <laughs> I can get you some for your hands. Yeah, let us know, Joe fans. That works out to, like, $9. I'm kidding. <laughs> it works out to, like... Well, at the moment, it probably works out to, like, $2. <laughs> I stopped you know? in at a, at a comic book store today and saw version 1 Storm Shadow. Sadly, it wasn't for sale. Wow. It, the owner was like, there's no way you're going to get me to part with my Storm Shadow. I considered for a time punching him in the face and stealing it. I, I reconsidered it and thought, better than punching him in the face and stealing it is sneaking in there at night, stealing it, and setting the place on fire. Yeah, that's pretty ninja of you. Yeah, well, cover my tracks, you know. Arsony, the building burnt down. Of course Storm Shadow didn't survive. Ladies and gentlemen, Firefly is Steven. <laughs> well, Steven is Firefly. No, I liked your first version. Firefly is Steven. Although it's pretty cool, though, that you ran into somebody who would actually cherish that figure. Well, uh, yeah, he, he said that he's the hugest G.I. Joe fan ever. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that Storm Shadow is his favorite character. And then I showed him pictures of my flag. <laughs> and did kind he cry? Of, well, I think that kind of ended the debate. <laughs> wow. Okay, guys, I've just been trying to get out back in here. Um, I've purposefully chosen figures that I know are quite difficult for vehicles because I want to make a hard time of this. Oh, in that case, um, I'll talk more about me. Yes, yeah, <laughs> so talk more about Steve. Struggle away. Oh, listeners, I recently had such a happy spiritual experience. I received for the first time in my entire life a figure that almost has legendary status for... Really, no particular reason. Uh, Shipwreck, version 1. What a happy, 
time it was receiving that in the mail. Shipwreck and his happy-go-lucky companion, Polly. Now I remember being about four years old and seeing this particular figure at the supermarket and not thinking much of him. Well, that's goofy. He's a sailor man. And then that weekend I saw, well, whichever five-part miniseries it was where Shipwreck constructs a desert ship. Oh, yeah. I think it's Pyramid of Darkness. A desert skiff with a sail for traveling through the desert. Pyramid of Darkness, yeah, I'd take your word for it. And I remember thinking, this figure is super cool. What a badass. I must have him. Went back to the supermarket after some nagging. And lo and behold, the goofy sailor dude was gone. Aww. Well, 24 years later, I corrected my error. Hoo-yah. And Shipwreck's such a cool character. Yep. Oh, I dig Shipwreck. And a terrific figure. Very characteristic. In quite nice condition as well. His tattoo and his uh, shoulder rank is all rather crisp. Which is pretty impressive for a toy. Is now 28 years old. That's pretty incredible, actually. In fact, listen, the G.I. Joe Battlegrounds has a uh, Shipwreck as an exclusive character if you were uh, referred by Kotaku, uh, the website on gaming and gaming culture. And, uh, oh, missile fell off. And, um, I had, yeah, he's still pretty cool. Uh, and he's a rare card in that game, so, you know, he's got a lot of love. And he's still going strong, old shipwreck. Listeners, uh, you guys all know this because, you know, you have the internet. Modern era figures and this helicopter are not the best friends. At least they seem to have a bit of headroom. I was really worried that they'd bump heads, or bump their heads on the, the ceiling. On the roof. But because yeah. they've recessed the troop section, it seems like they sit deeper into it and don't hit their heads. If you try and put modern era figures into a vintage tomahawk, different story. You almost have to have them lying down. Yeah. To keep them from uh, rubbing their heads on the ceiling. The door gunners seem to have the best seats if you're trying to keep a figure in there because you can put his legs on either side of the actual gun itself and that sort of keeps him in place for the journey ahead. And and I'm talking about that uh, he's that really cool um, G.I. Joe soldier, mm. uh, like, you know, faceless, nameless trooper. I imagine if there's a figure that looks good and fits well in the, the Eagle Hawk, it's that one. The G.I. Joe Trooper. Yes. Yeah, he looks and feel, uh, fits in here pretty well, actually. He's, his web gear doesn't obstruct his sitting position. I think little tricks for this would be, like, to try and put their hands in gaps next to them or, you know, to try and get them to, like, anchor themselves into the helicopter itself. That would keep them there for sure. You know, that would definitely keep them in there. That inner seat is quite tricky to get into, so whoever gets into that shotgun... <laughs> You're in there for good. Yeah, you're in there Never for a while. Never coming out. Okay, so, yeah, that's that's the big downer to this, actually, is you're going to have to use some price tech, or in the States, I think the product you guys use is BlueTac, um, or TAC, um, or maybe even those, like, sticky dots, I think, to keep your Joes in here quite secure. And that is one criticism, if uh, you guys remember, listeners, that Steven made. It turns out that, yes, the Eagle Hawk does fail to hold its complement of Joes unless they have a big gun strapped between their legs. And I do, <laughs> of course, mean the door gun. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. The door guns sort of face really backwards really well, but sort of towards the enemy, uh, kind of like the guy that's sitting on the seat has, has got a scoot. He's got to like move around it and be like, okay, I'm going to use a gun now. Which is true of the original, I suppose. Hang on, on, the, on the sorry, can we just get back to back, back, back pedal once? I just said that the guns on the Tomahawk and Eagle Hawk, this, the door guns, have a similar configuration. That is not the case. Oh no. What is the case then? Well, you tell me, man. Tell me what you see. Oh, wow, no, that's... 
you see there's more space for somebody to stand behind those guns in the middle and shoot outwards. That is something that's actually much cooler on the original. That's an orig- That's a winner for the original. I don't know. I disagree. I think having those guns face rearwards and and being uh, more easily manipulated is a positive. I mean, it's it's quite clear that on the original, the side guns are orientated to fire forwards, but you're in yeah. in danger of firing the uh, winglets oh, and the yeah, bombs true. attached to the winglets. On the Eagle Hawk, they are orientated to be sort of rearwards firing. It's a personal preference, but at least you're not in danger of hitting the ordnance. It's just weird that it doesn't seem like they can really shoot sideways too well. I mean, I see that the floor pegs, the the seating pegs are sort of arranged that you can do that. But he has to sit on this other dude's lap to do it. Kind of odd. They're going to be like rubbing bums and stuff. It's, it's odd. It's, um, it's an interesting placement uh, idea in terms of placement. There's a lot of foot pegs here that I don't think are ever going to get a foot on them. <laughs> well, you, tell. you put up the good fight. And let's face oh. it, listeners, I mean, he has only just opened this toy, fit some figures into it, had it fully assembled, and these are his opinions. So, exactly. good so on you, Paul. I mean, and perhaps over the over the next couple of days, you'll form a few more opinions on the Eagle Hawk. But uh, before I let you get on with playing with your toy, any final thoughts, friend? I think you guys would owe it to yourself to get yourself one. Um, it's a great toy. It really is a lot of fun. It's going to look great in your collection. It's it's far easier to get hold of one of these than a Tomahawk. I love a lot of stuff about this so far. This is, I think it's quite a winner. I haven't got irritating missiles dropping. There's some detail within the actual Tomahawk itself that I'm just picking up on now that's pretty great. It's fun. I'm going to have a lot of fun with this. Um, I love the foldable rotors. That's great. If you guys are going to get yourselves one, be prepared or maybe... Maybe check online. Maybe somebody online has found a really good way to fix this um, front propeller. That's something just to, to take note of. Also, when you're putting your stickers on, and if you really don't want to have those horrible um, screw holes, then you know, you've got a lot of stickers here. I think they give you extras as well for it. But yeah, great toy. Lift tickets is fantastic. Sitting in there really pretty with Wild Bull at the moment. Yeah, I can't think of anything really bad to say. Like Aside from the missiles having that like sort of indentation and... Aside from the fact that the figures don't sit too well in here, uh, I think this is a fantastic toy. Buddy, I just noticed something on the original box arts. Yeah? Take a look at that Gatling gun and tell me that doesn't look like the version that they've put on the Eagle Hawk. Wow, that does look a lot like it. Wow, that totally is. That's mm-hmm. totally the Gatling gun. So they <laughs> went with the design on the box, which looked more like a you know, conventional Gatling gun than the original's design, which had sort of angular barrels. The barrels all kind of, they all converged on the original. So if you continued the line that each barrel made, you'd eventually reach a point. Whereas on the remake, on the Eagle Hawk, it looks like the barrels are all equally spaced and running parallel. Yeah, there's some cool stuff happening with this toy. Um, also the proportion, that's something I wanted to mention. The modern figures don't look too bad next to this. They don't look like they're too big. Agreed. I, I must say I was quite surprised, pleasantly surprised when you showed me the interior of your Eagle Hawk with uh, modern era figures in it because they don't look like giants shoved into a Mini Cooper. They do look like uh, this is a legitimately scaled aircraft that they're sitting in. I think a lot uh, of that has to do with the sunken flooring. I'm really hoping somebody online finds a way to fix these uh, front props with their jiggliness, because it's not going to be an easy piece to take out. I've heard some people bending it into place. 
Um, I'm not going to mess with it right now, folks. It's, um, it's just past midnight here, so I don't really want to mess with it right now. Fair enough. In which case, I need to sign off. Jump my girlfriend. Cool. Steve, thank you very much. This was really awesome joining me for the unboxing of the Eagle Hawk. It was really cool. No, Paul. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, listeners. It's been a blast. We will get uh, stuck right into more conventional G.I. Joburg podcasting. But this has been a momentous occasion for G.I. Joe. The fans finally get what they asked for. And to be honest, it seems like a, a worthy addition to our line. And certainly cheaper than trying to get our hands on a vintage Tomahawk, which may or may not be in such mint condition. Here we have, for all intents and purposes, the same chopper. You know, give or take a few pluses and minuses at a fraction of the cost. So, all in all, a positive addition, Paul, would you say? Yeah, definitely. A great addition to your collection. As long as uh, that rotor hub could be sorted out. Yeah, that rotor hub is definitely an issue. Oh, there's I always don't... something. Fuck. Yeah, it's only, but it's the only real something. It's the only real, real problem. I mean, I'm sure the, just before we go, the missile pegs, the pegs that hold this missile on, look like they're the same size as the vintage. So I'm sure you could use your vintage missiles on your Eagle Hawk if you wanted to do that. Some may think that's sacrilegious, but no, it is no. an option. Should be fine, and I will confirm that when I have an Eagle Hawk in hand. Yes, that'll be great. Cool. Otherwise, guys, um, GI Joe Battlegrounds, the the new game by DNA Studios, is available for iPhone, iPad, and Android. And I'd urge you to come pick it up. It's a lot of fun. It gives you a lot of fan service, and somebody should tell them that. Storm Shadow's real name is not classified. It's just Thomas Arashikage. Cool. <laughs> um, that's it for the G.I. Joburg Eagle Hawk special report. More exciting news later on the next episode of G.I. Joburg. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. Kevin. Play with your toys, boys and girls. Yes, don't let them rot on your shelves. Bingo. Well, you know, says the guy who is currently looking shelf. at a oh, mint in sealed box tomahawk. <laughs> I'm just going to go back on the shelf. I noticed that some of the tape is kind of pulling free. Oh dear. Oh no. Oh dear. Temptation. Oh no. Oh Jesus. It is a cruel mistress. Anyway. And then you're going to open it up and find a whole bunch of pulverizer parts. <laughs> <laughs> Could you think of a shitter thing? Oh <laughs> man. They put five pulverizers in this box. And no cannons! Ah! Uh, uh. Useless tracked vehicle with no steering wheel. Uh. Put the driver in the nose and keep him exposed. My goodness. At least the Wolverine had charm. Yes, exactly. It had cover goal. Very charming. Yes, that incidentally is on my wish list. Which I think will be our next episode. Sweet. Next episode topic. Oh, very cool. Wish lists. Yes. Like, it's another way of me, like, getting my Christmas list to you guys. <laughs> yeah. Totally, dude. Do yeah. it. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> Come on, kill me. Right here. Do it now. Do it. <laughs> All right, guys, keep it real. Keep Jones in for Joes. Peace out. <laughs> Little East out.